Normally it's Truls saying these words, but welcome to yet another episode of the Pursuit Podcast. Uh, our guest today is Runar Borgen, a uh, fantastically talented swimmer. He graduated from University of Tampa in May 2016 uh, after three years there as a very successful swimmer. Runar, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. We went through your list of achievements and it's rather long but Trolls is going to give it a go to pick out some of the best bits yeah, so just Trolls take it away I could be sitting here for another half an hour and just doing this intro but yeah obviously swimmer five goals in the Norwegian championship and has the Norwegian junior record for 50 fly University of Tampa alum more than 10 school records while at Tampa all American and the record holder for 200 fly and like I said I could go on forever but uh, I think it's your time to take this away and, and, and talk about all these accolades you've, you've had over the years. Yeah, no, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And uh, I was actually uh, thinking about it when uh, making some notes and preparing for this conversation uh, that, you know, I wouldn't be sitting here if it wasn't for you guys um, and especially Kim. Uh, oh, that's nice. That's say. nice. I feel like I have nothing to do with your accolades. Uh, what you did in the pool—that is all, all on you. Because I know all the hours you put into that, Runa. But yeah, it's nice to have a little. I helped you obviously with the process of getting to Tampa and, and finding the right school, and that, that, yeah, a tiny, tiny bit of the of that. But that it feels good. So thank you for saying that. Uh, absolutely, you definitely deserve it. And uh, no, it's been an amazing process. Um, I have. Uh, I feel like I've that I've had the opportunity to perform at uh, every single stage uh, that I've been at. Um, it's been a pretty uh, pretty nice progression from when I first started swimming uh, all the way up until uh, this year. Um, so I've had a lot of fun, and uh, it's been uh, it's been a great journey. Yeah, because I, uh, if you go back to the start of the journey when we first met, that was in late 2012, I believe. Because you, you, you made the decision of starting the process of becoming a student athlete in January 2013, and then ended up at Tampa, uh, University of Tampa in Florida, in August 2013. And I think you signed the scholarship papers uh, maybe in in April. Uh, so it was a you started the process fairly late, but you were uh, you, you started university in Norway at that point because you did a year in in Tromsø there, and you went as a transfer student. Um, but why did you s- start there first, and why didn't you go straight to 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 college in the U.S. right after high school? Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of uh, coincidences. I didn't even consider the opportunity of going to college in the U.S. or, or somewhere else in the world. Um, I had just uh, I just been focusing on on swimming and, and completing uh, completing high school as best as I could. Um, I had an amazing coach by the name of uh, Kajari Pölsen, um, the junior national head coach for swimming. Um, he, um, he was there and I wanted to, to stay with him and stay with the amazing team that I've been at for the past four years. Uh, so I decided to, uh, you know, let me, let me, uh, not waste this opportunity and, and 
and just swim, but also continue to focusing on school. That's been very important for me uh, since day one. Uh, yeah. so, you, you had good uh, results in school as well. I mean, it, it's. I think if I, if I remember back to the swimmers that we've been helping, I think they all have this common trait of all doing extremely well in school as well as being good athletes. But that is uh, maybe it's just a swimming thing. I don't know. Is that something you you recognize? You know, with other swimmers that you've been in your team or been competing against. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, our swim team at the University of Tampa had the highest GPA out of any any team in in school. So, um. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, and you're so structured. I mean, I in my sports high school, I uh, I was a soccer player, but I went to a sports high school where there were some swimmers uh, in in the same class as me. And you know, by the time I'd go, I woke up, probably they had swam like. 10, 10 kilometers or and eaten a bread uh, a whole loaf of bread you know and that's uh, and then we showed up at school and then they did the same thing you know later that day they they trained so hard and was so structured and and to get to that level obviously college swimming it's a, it's a high level of competition there and to get to that stage you have to you have to set your days up very well Exactly, and that's that's a very good point. And uh, and for me, it's always been really important to think long term and to really secure a future for me after swimming. Um, you know, making a lot of money and being financially stable in the sport of swimming, it's really difficult in Norway and and in the world in general. You know, you have to be the best at what you do. Um, you know, I obviously wanted to be the best. But I also wanted to, you know, make sure that I could have a great life after swimming. And and I feel like a lot of a lot of people think the same and and uh, take school really serious because of that. Yeah. And I remember talking, and obviously your big goal uh, was to qualify for the Olympics and get to the to the main stage, and then going to, to Tampa or the US before you knew that it was Tampa that was going to be your destination you you felt that this was the right move to to chase that dream uh, the US have com- they, they have really good swimmers in, in the US so was that a was that a, an important motivating factor for you to make that move yes absolutely so um, my my year at the University of Tromsø um, you know, my head coach, he told me that he had to uh, move away. And uh, it was first then that I really looked at, okay, what do I need to do now to continue improving myself and and uh, and uh, continue to to swim fast and, and, and also at the same time being able to perform well in school? Because I didn't really do well in school at the University of Tumsa, um, you know, all the hours that I worked out and uh, and uh, just the whole setup that you have here in Norway where you basically left to to perform for yourself and in school it was just nothing that that I resonated well with um, so so I had to sit down and figure out okay what can I do to uh, to uh, continue my swimming career and um, after talking to a couple of older Norwegian swimmers that I had, gone to the U.S. and, and to college, um, you know, then it just it just clicked for me that I that I had to do that. Uh, and I remember you made that decision 
fairly quickly after we spoke. I mean, you, we obviously had a good conversation about what is what it is that we do and what we can help you with, and uh, wanted to know more about what what are what are you after. And then you didn't take long before you decide. Okay, yeah, I'm going to do that. And then we off we went and we started the process, which is and that is the more fun part when you know schools start contacting you and and having interest. But it, you could have ended up in West Virginia, you could have ended up in Tennessee, you could have even ended up at a university in in Canada, the only one that competes in the in the U.S. college system at Simon Fraser University, where a lot of Norwegians have gone there in the past. But you ended up in sunny Florida. Uh, and and Tampa. Even though you, there were some of the scholarships you you got offered. They were higher elsewhere, but you felt that that was uh, a better fit for you. Yeah, I mean, it's probably the the most ballsy move that I've ever made. Uh, you know, not having been to the U.S. at all ever before, uh, just making that decision fairly quickly. I uh, think that this is uh, this is what I need to do to uh, to continue my career. Um, I chose the University of Tampa uh, based on uh, the head coach and, and the team there and, uh, and the focus around sprinters and sprint swimming because um, that's what I am um, and that's what I wanted to sort of move my, my focus, uh, focus to. Um, so all that, you know, uh, compared with being in Florida and, and training outside, <laughs> was definitely the the right choice yeah, for me. Yeah, that's You're, what I was going to touch on. The palm trees? Uh, yeah, because I'm not I'm not an expert in on swimming at all, but I am an expert on, you know, palm trees and and good weather. So I was thinking a guy from northern Norway, I would I would have taken the Tampa opportunity no matter what. Yeah, but uh, I remember Canada? Really? No, yeah, Vancouver you is go a to beautiful Tampa. city. I, yeah, but I, I'm I'm totally on board with the Tampa decision. But then we can remember back to your dad having a. If you listen yeah, back yeah. to some former episodes where you, your dad said that because uh, we found an option for you in in outside Miami. Yeah, uh, and your dad he put the hammer down and said, "No, you're going to the to the wilderness of New Hampshire." Trust. Yeah, but Frederickstown, Miami is very similar to each other, so it would have you know. <laughs> Uh, it's a much better choice for him to go to <laughs> to go to Florida than it would be for me. I I can the picturesque campus of University of Tampa and the buildings you have there and the facilities. Uh, it is an NCAA Division two school, so it's not it doesn't belong to Division one, but it's Division two. And uh, but like you said, the sprint team uh, or the sprinters on on that team that they're one of the best in the division uh, every every year and. I would say they got better by having you on the team too, Runa. Yeah, and and that was uh, an additional factor. It was I was sort of weighing the options going to Division One school where I really had to struggle uh, to even be part of uh, of a national champion team, um, or I could get in at a program that was to me sort of like an underdog. Like I I knew that if. If we got the right people in place, uh, we could do really well, uh, which we which we also did um, for all the all the three years that I was there. Um, but of course, also compared to uh, to the business school that the University of Tampa has, uh, you know, I I've, I've been super impressed with uh, with that whole program as well. So we went through that process rather quickly because you made the decision fairly late and still managed to, to find the, the good fit. And 
sometimes you you had never been to the US before and, and many students that we help of course have never been there before and so the first time you ever step onto American soil is when you're actually going to live there for three or four years to finish your degree uh, so, so you you actually don't know if it's the right fit until you actually get there and you you just get into the habit and, and find out that yeah this this was the right decision and it certainly was that for you Yeah, I mean, of course, it's uh, it's going to be a transition no matter what you do and where you go, whether it's a new city in Norway or if it's on the other side of the planet. Um, what I've found is that it doesn't really matter where you are. People are people. And, and I got to got to meet a lot of people fairly, fairly, fairly quickly that I clicked with. And um, after that, I just had an amazing time. Uh, so, you know, of course, it's going to be scary. Uh, <laughs> going going to a brand new place and especially the whole language barrier and all that um but after after a couple of days you know you just you're just in the zone and you're you're having fun <laughs> so you step off the plane to blazing heat in Tampa, Florida. It is a dream place for many to to go and study, I think. Uh, but when you actually got there, how, how, how was the first semester? Uh, it was just a mix of emotions, uh, to be honest, at first. Uh, but I, re- <laughs> I remember the first night there, you know, I came fairly late. My plane was uh, was delayed and, and I got checked in and, and everything. And I opened uh, the door to my dorm room and it was a sing- single mattress and and uh, and a desk and a dresser. So I didn't have anything. I slept in my clothes the first night and <laughs> and basically were like, what what am I doing? Um, just just, uh, you know, feeling having that feeling and, and feeling that sense of uh, of, you know, now this is a this is a new beginning. Uh, I think that's that's what really set me up for uh, for the first semester. After that night, I just had an open mind and and uh, try to meet as many people as I could. Uh, get introduced to the whole team, uh, the whole college experience, and um, yeah, the semester went by in a blink of an eye. because yeah. you as a student athlete, you're you get with in with your teammates right away. I mean, it's like they talk about the family, welcome to our family. But it really is since you're you're living together, you're you're, you're swimming together, and you you swim a lot. <laughs> you know, you you you, you train so many hours there. Uh, so and and you had a women's team there as well, uh, and, and of course all the other student athletes on campus too, which you know they're kind of like-minded people. Uh, and the, you know, like-minded ple- people play the best uh, together. Um, but you get into the swing of things quite quickly. And, and you, you mentioned like the language barrier. I mean, you right now it's uh, you sound like more of an American when you speak uh, English. But how, how was that uh, for you in the beginning? Uh, I thought it was really difficult in the beginning, to be honest. Uh, but I was so fortunate that I ended up in a dorm room with three purebred American guys um, who basically gave me shit every single day about the way that I spoke and really helped me perfect my English. 
<laughs> okay, so they they did it the hard way because <laughs> yeah, there were some other Scandinavians at the school, and for many it might be a safety net to live with with fellow Scandinavians. You know, if it was a Danish or a Swedish or a Norwe- another Norwegian, you you obviously understand each other uh, in your native language. But uh, many coaches, and we, I speak to a lot of coaches about this, that they try to avoid putting. Uh, people from the same countries in in the same dorm or, or same apartment because then they don't get maybe they they're not as social or they, they they're not forced out of their comfort zone in the same way. So that is probably a good thing. Yes, absolutely. It really was. I didn't have a choice when I first came in. I was just placed um, in a dorm room, uh, but. I understood really quickly that this was something I wanted to uh, to learn and and to um, and to become professional at. So so you know I just ended up speaking English to my Norwegian and, and Scandinavian friends as well. Yeah, and that's uh, some some team rules typically like hey no no uh, native language spoken at the poker table. We used to play poker quite a bit. So yeah. when we if we were speaking in if I spoke to another Swedish player in Norwegian, they would, you know, my friends would be like, hey, the Americans, hey, can't speak uh, any other language than English at the table. So probably the same thing in a, in a, in a locker room. Yeah, no, yeah. it's exactly the same thing for us as well. But, but it's just so, so much easier to make friends as well when you are, uh, you know, blue-eyed, blonde-haired, Scandinavian, entering Florida, and, and everyone there is just interested to know, you know, your story, where you're from, and what you like to do, and how things are in Norway, and, and et cetera. So it's, um, it's really easy, because everyone is, is open, and, and they want to talk to you, and they want to get to know you, uh, which is really different from the Norwegians and the Norwegian culture, I would say. <laughs> yeah. We, we have something to learn from them, I think, uh, you know, being welcomed with open arms and, uh, and very outgoing people, typically the Americans, and uh, especially at a school uh, like Tampa, where, I mean, I guess there's a lot of international students uh, being drawn to that. Um, but you, you obviously did extremely well in the pool, uh, set records, became an All-American. But how, how did the training and the combination of your studies, because you struggled a little bit with that at the university back home, but when you got to the US, what were the differences that made you perform so well? Uh, that's a really good question. Uh, I just had to be incredibly structured from, uh, from day one. Um, all our... Um, all our daily trainings uh, were set up and we just had to align our classes around that, um, which is, uh, is really, is really easy, easy and convenient to do uh, when you're in a system where the professors are very understanding and willing to help you and, and assist you with, the, with combining the two. Uh, so I would just at the beginning of the semester, you know, plan out my, my whole schedule and, and uh, when I have it down on paper, you know, you just follow the plan. But how, how many hours did you train uh, with, with the team and on your own? Uh, so with the team, 23 hours a week. And, um, you know, on my own, I, I really don't know. Uh, I, would, 
I would do additional work on the side just to just specific work that I needed, whether it was flexibility or or additional strength training or or whatever. But basically everything we we did with the team. So twenty three hours. That's almost. Uh that's one seventh of a whole week, and yep. in, 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 and that was that in the pool, or was that with strength and conditioning as well? That was with strength and conditioning as well. Yeah, incredible. And uh, you know, working with some swimmers, it's quite popular to be able to swim outside. You know that that is like a luxury, and I, I guess one of the things in Florida, you you can do that. How are the facilities at uh, for, for swimming at uh, at UT? I mean, it's amazing. You have like campus in general is located uh, in the middle of downtown Tampa. Um, you have the river flowing through campus, and the pool is literally in in the heart of campus. Not not in the uh, river, or was that like a special thing? You would swim upstream for some extra resistance. Oh, uh, we would do a lot of stuff in the river. We would kayak and and uh, yeah, swim there sometimes as well, but. <laughs> But I mean, it, it was just, it was an amazing facility. And I remember specifically every Friday practice, you know, when, when all the other students on, on campus are, are done for the week and they just want to hang out and, and, uh, and get some sun, you know, you're, you're trying to focus and, and swim for two hours in a pool where hundreds and hundreds of students are laying around, uh, sunbathing. <laughs> yeah. You got to, oh, well, you got to get used to the big crowds if you're going to get to the Olympics doing that, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's just a little distracting, that's for sure. <laughs> well, good, good training for for that then. Yeah, my coach at uh, my school. If there was anyone who weren't supposed to be around the training pitch while we were training, he would literally run after them and, and kick them out. So uh, we didn't have any audience watching us train at all. Okay, it's, it's like in the national teams here, they closed the training yeah, it was for big training. games. Yeah, so there's no the press, thing. nothing at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, my coaches were like, the more people, the better. You know, there yeah. were girls in bikinis and, and just all kind of distractions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How is it to be part of a team that, you mentioned underdog, but you delivered and you won championships how, how is the culture in that team uh, and, and how did the the, the coaches uh, kind of set that up or, or was it was it the coaches or was it just the, the 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 swimmers on the team that made it like that it was a combination of both for sure i feel like the coaches really saw the potential and um and you know as as the team got to know each other um we got to develop our, our own personal goals uh, along with uh, with the, the team goals that the, the coaches had had set up, and um, you know the group of guys that I trained with um, in the sprint group, uh, we were just you know it was a perfect match. We pushed each other every single practice, and uh, and we saw saw the potential for winning a national championship title um, in in the relay. Um, but you, in, in already in your first season, I believe you became a, uh, an all-American swimmer. Uh, that is, uh, that means you're one of the best swimmers in in NCAA Division Two. A fantastic achievement to get that so quickly. Uh, did you improve? Were you like an all-American caliber swimmer when you first came to Tampa, or did you develop into that in your first year at the school? 
Uh, no, I fortunately I was um, an All-American, but I sort of went from being an All-American, uh, coming in eighth place to to actually winning. Uh, so that was that was sort of my progression. Uh, the the largest progression I saw as well was when I actually came home to Norway and competed. Um, you know, you're, you're when you're there at college and and you're sort of in that bubble competing against. Uh, all the other teams. Um, obviously, you're all you're all sort of on different schedules, and and it's difficult to to compare. Um, but when I came home and I started actually winning um, national titles, that's when I realized that whoa, the the work that I've done in the U.S. is really working. Yeah, and that is, and you, I mean, people knew you in Norway from before, but. There must there must have been some eyebrows lifted when oh Runar is back and he's he's winning here now that is uh, must be quite cool. Yeah, it, it was an amazing feeling because you know I've always wanted to do well on a national level and I have friends all over Norway in the swimming community and and um, it's it's just a special feeling to have friends and family watching you compete. Uh, so for me to be able to to accomplish that goal and, and that feat is uh, yeah it's something that I cherish the most out of all the accomplishments that I have uh, that I've done. Yeah, that's nice. And I know your your parents they uh, they came over to visit uh, in Florida, but they they desperately wanted to you to come home. And we'll talk a little bit about how you eventually got home. But uh, at one point you almost became American there, Runar. Uh, but you you had three years at the University of Tampa, and you because you came in, you had done a year at the university level already, so you got you know the credits for that, and you, that's why you ended up with uh, three years at Tampa to finish your bachelor's in, in finance. And uh, you mentioned the the good business school. Uh, you've you've obviously studied at the university in Europe, and you've studied then in the U.S. How's the difference in how they set up the how they teach business so it's it's very very hands-on um it's uh it's a lot of um it's a lot of practical work a lot of presentations uh for me just the whole just the like the how the whole uh class was set up uh, is completely different you know we we have one professor per 20 students in a class instead of sitting in an auditorium with with 400 people. Uh, so you can you can constantly ask questions and engage with the professor on on a whole nother level. Uh, to me, that has been really really helpful. Um, so so uh, the way the way the business school is set up over there uh, compared to here. Um, just really resonated with me. Trolls, you did business too, and you yeah. you did many. I remember speaking with you about this with different projects you did. You traveled to some competitions, etc. How was that for you? It was great. Um, I always saw myself as a more of a public speaker, and I always loved having doing presentations. And compared to what my friends have done at um, universities here in in, in Scandinavia, they've been exactly like Runar says, it's more you have to do the work yourself and you have one exam at the end of the year that's going to say that's your grade. But in the U.S., you work 
for the entire semester with different projects. I traveled to um, Orlando and did the biggest sales competition there is in the U.S. and was there for five days. And that was just for one class and had different projects all around, like all across the four years I was there. So it was, that was the perfect fit for me being able to also you, you don't have really, you don't have a choice. You have to sort of get good in English because almost all business classes wants you to do, you know, public speaking and projects and presentations. And, uh, we, we traveled a lot and did that. So it was, a that was the perfect fit for me, I guess. Uh, I started studying business, but then <laughs> after taking a couple of classes in my first year, went away from that and decided on communication instead. So um, I didn't really probably get to see the f the full uh, spectrum of how the business classes were. But of course, it's probably one of the most uh, popular majors uh, or degrees out of all the students that we help and probably also the one that is most compatible to use that everywhere yep. you know, in your home country or, or stay in the US like you did Runar with with, the, with your degree um, but it, you were busy <laughs> obviously as a, as a swimmer and your 23 hours plus extra plus all your classes did you have some time or just to have some other fun like not just just having fun nothing no goal setting nothing just pure having fun with with your friends yeah 100 percent, absolutely so when thinking about it after the fact i don't really know how i was able to do everything that i've done uh you know all the amazing experiences i've had over there in addition to of course swimming in school um it's just mainly been because of the the large friend group that I, that i've had while i was there and uh, you know there's just constantly every single day there's new things to attend and and different experiences and people want to sort of pull you in in every direction and do fun stuff so <laughs> to be honest if i was going to give an advice to an upcoming student over there is uh is, you know learn to to say no sometimes and prioritize um, because there's always going to be amazing things to do either around campus or outside yeah, i think this that's a good advice from a swimmer that that knows how to be structured yeah. it is hard to 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 turn down fun things happening uh, i must admit thinking back to to how it was but uh but you where did you go on spring break because florida that's like the number one spring break uh destination so what did you do you you went to to new york or somewhere cold or in, in the way you know what, what happened there no. spring break is uh is ncaa time so that's when we had oh, our national championship so no that's the downside of swimming then. yeah you can win national championships in spring break but you can't uh, be on the beach somewhere and then and just uh, sip a pina colada okay what, what, I guess you preferred uh, winning the national championship instead than doing that. Yeah, and I mean, we had an amazing after party after winning, so <laughs> that was that was worth it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Americans know how to celebrate uh, big victories, for sure.
You also got that uh, traditional graduation with the cap and gown. Parents coming to Tampa. How was it to uh, to actually finish uh, those those three years and get your degree? I was just a, a relief. Um, you know, I was um, I was so excited and and didn't really focus that much on graduation because I was in the best shape of my life uh, that year. Uh, you know, we had uh, we had just won the uh, the NCAA title. Um, I was uh, really training hard, uh, preparing for the upcoming uh, long course season and uh, and uh, all the different meets I was going through that summer. Um, so that was that was really the focus. You you never rest. Swimmers never rest. It seems. <laughs> well, actually, we're really good at resting. Uh, we just <laughs> we do really well when we actually have the time. <laughs> so, but you were doing so many things. Like, how many hours do you sleep during during your twenty four hour day? Oh, I have to get at least eight hours for sure. Yeah, but did you? After you had the big loaf of bread after your training session, I'm not sure if that's what you actually ate, but I just that's what sticks to mind when when I talk about swimmers. I just think of a big loaf of bread with jam. That's pretty much every day for a whole year in high school. Loaf of <laughs> bread with jam. That's that's it. Uh, what what was your what did you eat in the cafeteria? Uh, everything doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. you know, when you're, when you're working spread. out five hours a day, you just eat everything that you can find. <laughs> <laughs> All that the all you can eat buffet style in uh, American colleges perfect for you then. Yeah. I mean, I had waffles for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. So. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish I was a swimmer. Yeah, I wish I was a swimmer too. Yeah, that'd be great. But uh, you you still continued your swimming career, but uh, you know when you graduated. I got a phone call from a very good friend of mine that works uh, selling real estate uh, in in Florida, and he asked me, "Hey, you work with a lot of student athletes, Kim, and I do you have anyone that could potentially? We're looking for a, a go getter to help us uh, build our business." And I immediately thought about you then, Runar, because you you're probably the most driven person I've ever seen. Um, and and perfect, you were in Florida already, and I remember messaging you, "Hey." Uh, came across this opportunity I want to put you forward for this position and and you said okay great and we did that and obviously ended up getting the job and then starting to work in Florida right after graduation uh, how how was that process and was that, was that part of your kind of plan or was that more like a, yeah great an opportunity I'll just jump on it you know, first of first of all, it was an opportunity. I just had to jump on. I had uh, I had been preparing myself for for what to come after graduation. I had uh, had attended a few interviews with a different uh, with different financial institutions in Tampa, uh, just to see what was out there. And and the answer that I got was that they didn't want to offer me a position when they had to spend a lot of money on me uh, getting a visa. Um, what I, what I found afterwards actually is that after you graduate college, uh, you can, um, apply for something called, uh, OPT, uh, optional practical training, um, which gives you one year to work at a company in your field of study, uh, that can give you some, some experience. Uh, so I, I had applied for that already, but, but received a, a bunch of no's from companies over there. So when this opportunity came along, um, I was, you know, this is the perfect match again. <laughs> yeah, it was f- interesting because it's uh, you were a finance major, and 
outgoing guy communicates well and yeah to 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 work with renting out uh, some pretty amazing luxury properties for to to Norwegians to Americans to Canadians to I mean anyone who wants to rent it uh, and you you actually did that for yeah the next four four years you you stuck you stuck it out in Florida for for that long and it it used it became your home yeah, absolutely. I, I consider the U.S. my uh, my second home now for sure. Uh, I've had an amazing time there, and uh, and uh, was so fortunate to get in with a company that again saw the value in, in me swimming uh, and continuing to do so, being really supportive because uh, I continued training my my crazy hours in addition to working that full time job. Um, so it was. I would say those those four years are probably the most difficult ones that I've had so far in my life uh, with an injury, with a full-time job, trying to, to perform on on all, all stages, um, especially within that company as well, where they, from day one, gave me a lot of responsibility. I was in charge of a whole real estate portfolio of more than 40 luxury homes and, and 40 different owners to to uh to attend to as well uh so it was a lot yeah so you were thrown out to the sharks but you you managed to swim <laughs> oh oh was that I a like pun that. no i like that one. Oh, okay I like that one. sorry i just had to do that yeah. to do that you've he- probably heard that one so many times but uh, uh, so so in Fl- florida bully and, and florida leia uh, and i renta you know they they have a big portfolio and h- how did you you must uh, since you were thrown to the sharks, to the to the rich people owning these houses and you renting it out, how how did your time at Tampa at school prepare you for that? I would I would say that it uh, that it taught me to uh, to just pick up knowledge really quickly, um, and and that's what it's all about. You know, I I. I got a couple of weeks to prepare for the job, and and uh, and after that, you just you just learn on the job. I, I had already proved myself, uh, uh, you know, finishing my degree at the University of Tampa that I could do this, and that I can learn really quickly, and then I can adapt. Uh, so so for me, it was just all about working hard, and but of course, I had amazing coworkers that helped me on the way, and and. Uh, and because of that, that team, that teamwork that I had at my job, as well as my swimming and in school, and I've, I've had the whole time and support from family and friends, you know, it's, um, it hasn't been easy, but it's definitely helped. Yeah. But you, 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 you then moved from Tampa, which is a picturesque and beautiful area. You moved to probably an even more beautiful area of the U.S., Boca Raton, just outside of Miami. Uh, now that you're back in Norway, uh, how is it to come home from like the luxury of uh, what you've been used to, uh, or, or at least being around that and seeing it? Because it can be quite some of the homes that you were in charge of; they were extremely uh, expensive and huge properties. Yeah, we're talking about one of the uh, the nicest and, and most expensive. Uh, towns or cities uh, in in all of the u.s so every day to work i would drive past at least two ferraris and a lamborghini and here in the northern norway i only see reindeers so it's, <laughs> it's definitely 
it's definitely a huge sensation. Yeah. But did you have to uh, did you have to get like a, a really good car yourself because you would take uh, clients out and show them? I mean, is that part of having a job like that to to have to upgrade your your car and and you know you have to really be a slick salesman? Show appearance. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, the only only problem was that I couldn't really afford a nice car, so I got to borrow my coworkers' uh, Porsche instead. <laughs> okay, so you're driving around your Honda Civic to work, and then you borrow the Porsche at work, yeah. and then drove your Honda Civic back home every day. <laughs> <laughs> and you you managed still to combine work with with swimming, and you still were hungry for. To 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 qualify for these big big meets and championships, and how, how did the swimming turn out for you uh, after Tampa? Um, that as well was uh, was an amazing transition. Uh, I got in with uh, with a private team, a small team uh, that focuses on on post grads uh, such as myself. Um, I swam for Performance Aquatics under Kathleen Prindle. Uh, she's a VP and and um, on the board for USA Swimming, absolutely amazing coach, and and uh, and uh, I was doing really well, and and still and still progressing. Um, the first time that I was there, unfortunately, I, I suffered a pretty bad injury um, already, just a few months um, into the job. Uh, I tore my leg room and my shoulder, had to do surgery, and it took me seven months to get back in the pool. Uh, so, so from there, you know, my focus wasn't as much on, uh, on qualifying for the big meets, but to just getting back to where I was and, and see what I, what I could do. Yeah. And what was your highlight, uh, um, after college in, in terms of meets? Cause you, you did get back from this injury. I mean, I know, you know, uh, have we heard about this before? A swimmer getting a, uh, a surgery for his uh, shoulder. I mean, that seems a very, that's like a torn knee ligament, uh, ACL in, 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 in soccer, for instance. And, but, but you, you did manage to get back, uh, to where you were and, and more. Yeah, uh, that's that's definitely my biggest achievement, and and always will be is uh, is all the hard work I put into it. I was I was obsessed when I was injured, uh, getting back into shape, and you know I would stand for hours a day just uh, just <laughs> using my hand, rolling a ball at the wall just to uh, just to get some momentum in my shoulder. Uh, basically, felt like I had to learn how to swim all over again, but came back six months later. And got two silver medals at the at the national championships, just one tenth behind my my personal records in both events. Uh, That's incredible. So, yeah, but after that, I was just I was just uh, tired. I <laughs> I you know I, I had completed I had completed um, my main goal uh, for that year, and and uh, you know I got some amazing opportunities uh, still. After that, up until now, uh, attending some really good meets, becoming U.S. Master Champion and, and uh, Bahamian National Champion, um, but I, I was just exhausted. <laughs> yeah. And then Corona hits, and you uh, you've been in the U.S. Uh, since August 2013, and. 
now it's time to get back back to the home country for you. What was the what was going through your mind uh, then? Well, I uh, I'm always going to miss the U.S. and uh, and this is just another transition period for me. I'm gonna I'm fortunate enough to starting a brand new job in in Oslo and and are gonna give that my hundred percent now that I'm done with swimming. Um, and who's to say that I that I don't go back to the U.S. in the future? Yeah, I think they'll be very happy with your hundred percent that you're at the new amazing job that you just landed, Runara. So that's a big congrats for that. Um, it's been really a pleasure to have you on, Runara, and I think inspiring for other swimmers that are listening to this, but also other athletes. But what if you can? Give one advice based on if you sum up everything that you've done. What is the the one, the best advice you could give to others uh, for for the for for a potential student athlete journey? Um, you know, I would I would talk to someone who's gone through uh, through the process either with uh, with you guys, myself, or or other people who have done the same. Uh, the more information you have, the, the easier it's going to be to make that decision, especially if you have family or other people around you who are, you know, don't really understand it as much and, and are unsure about you just uprooting your life and, and going somewhere new. Uh, so just talking to, to someone who has gone through that experience, um, it's, uh, it's going to be really important. I, I've been fortunate to have a, a family who has supported me. Uh, from day one and uh, and um, yeah so it's so just you know I'm, I'm here if anyone wants to talk and if anyone has questions so I just feel free to reach out that's great it'll be a great resource for many to speak to Definitely. thank you so much uh, our finally an individual uh, sport uh, athlete on the, on the show Uh, and it's been really good to hear your insights and congrats on a fantastic uh, college career and best of luck in your new chapter thank you so much guys it's been uh, it's been a pleasure